My name is Nina Gilligan and this Manchester tart is great for a brew and a gossip, but too much of it will probably give you heartburn. Hi, I'm Naomi Cooper and I've had to switch to champagne because I always spill the tea. Bonded by their shame, British comedians Nina Gilligan and Naomi Cooper invite you to join the Real Housewives Guilty Secret Fan Club, a podcast that serves as a non-judgmental safe space for all the intelligent, accomplished people out there who just can't stop thinking about Erica's earrings, Luann's singing, and Crystal's ugly leather pants. So grab a glass of rosé and own it as we bring the bunny and mention it all. everybody and welcome to another episode of the Real Housewives Guilty Secret Fan Club. My name is Nina Gilligan and she is Naomi Cooper and you're very welcome as always to the safe space. We look like um, mushy peas and tomato ketchup. I'm very green and you are very red. Like not not faces, clothes. No, my face is as alabaster as always. Mine too. Pale to the point of translucence. <laughs> I've had to buy myself some of those. Have you ever tried them? Like water, iron, iron in water, little sachets. Oh, Bartone. now you let me know if that works. You I let, let me know if that works because I'm a bit anemic and I never do anything about it. I just go, I, oh, I'm anemic. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like they're the kind of things that, you buy for 80 year olds like yeah they're not nice but they they are they are gentle on the tummy apparently well that's important with iron you see it it is important and it's important at my age that i'm I'm careful with myself (laughs) you're listening to boring middle-aged conversations with (laughs) nina and naomi (laughs) and you're very welcome to the safe space We've not had a chance for a proper catch-up. We haven't. We haven't. How have you been? I've been well, this has been my, my main focus this week, trying to trying to get up on this new year. I'm feeling a bit overwhelmed. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. I've, I normally celebrate when January ends, but I was more kind of like, where the hell has it gone? Where the <laughs> hell has it gone and why am I not up to date with all the things that it's I need to stressful. do? And just a little thing, I'm recording an audio book tomorrow and I've got a sore throat. So I'm like, oh. that, that might not be happening. See, um, I've never recorded an audio book. I do do some voiceover, but generally it's like very small things where yeah. if I make a mess up, it's not the end of the world. But I feel like a whole audio book might be out with my capacities. It feels like a lot, doesn't it? Yeah. How long is the book? About 250 pages. Oh, good luck with that. Yeah, good luck to my throat. And then yeah. on Thursday, I'm going to Dubai. To do some comedy. She's almost like a real housewife, isn't she? Almost. I have been watching The Real Housewives of Dubai to prepare. I love The Real Housewives of Dubai. There's a lot of fun there. And then I'm like, no, no, watch the ones you actually have to talk about on the podcast, Naomi. Yeah. <laughs> do your Use work. My, uh, the, the, it's a joy. If you've not seen it, it's an absolute joy. Those women are beyond... Oh, they openly dislike each other. It's just, it's chef's kiss. Which Mwah. is the housewife of Dubai that's constantly on a runway, even when she's just visiting the markets? Oh, yeah, I can't remember their names now. But I can't she's, remember her name. She's Uber's cousin, isn't yes, she? she's Uber's cousin. From the Real Housewives of New York. You've got to meet her. So she, I've been enjoying it. Yeah. yeah. 
good for good. you so when do you fly out i go on thursday for 10 days oh see i don't like flying i did meet a pilot at the weekend at one of my gigs he yeah. did nothing to arrest my fears by telling me he was flying in the morning and he was absolutely arsehole. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> so like, see, I have the thing where I want, you know, when they come on the on the tannoy and they're like, hi, I'm your captain. Like, I need them to sound really like sexy and galvanizing. Like when they come on, they're like, hi, I'm your captain. Yeah, um, well, also he was, I'm like you. You can't fly this plane. <laughs> yeah, also he's a Mancunian, and I need them to be middle class. Like, I do, yes. All right, we'll be flying at thirty five thousand feet. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and I'm still drunk from last night. So racist towards your own people, Nina. <laughs> no, I can't help it. It's a little bit of um, still a little bit of it in me. Um, so good week. Bad week in the land of Bravoverse. Pretty good week, I think. Things started kicking off. We've lost Salt Lake, but we have gained Vanderpump rules. Ta-da! Not strictly Real Housewives, but just but as we much are, drama. We've decided we're going to cover it. We're going to cover it. How could we not? Yeah, um, we're gonna we're gonna put it on at the end. So if you're not a Vanderpump Rules fan. Feel free to get back on with your busy lives. But if you are, hang on in there. And, and if you're not a Housewives fan, but you love Vanderpump Rules, feel free to skip ahead. Yeah. We don't care. I, we don't mind. Absolutely. We, don't we still get the We still get the numbers. We don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, shall we go to Beverly Hills? Let's go to Beverly Hills. Next, Mum. I... Next, Mum. Don't know if you're okay, actually. Next, Mum. Are you okay? Name them. Beverly Hills. We found Crystal still ill on the hill. <laughs> that sounds like a Dr. Seuss book. I know. <laughs> um, yeah, and Anne-Marie's bedside manner. Let's talk about that. I don't want her to stand up in case she strokes out. Shut the um, hell She up. could have a hypersensitive crisis and stroke out. I mean, uh, hello. I don't have any faith in Anne-Marie at all. I remember when I was, um, so I had, what do they call it now? Oh, goodness, I'm having a menopausal blip. Um, preeclampsia. Oh, when, yeah. Which is similar, where you get very high blood pressure just before you have the baby, and the baby's got to be born pretty quickly. And my mother's a nurse, and <laughs> she came into the hospital. Well, I had very high blood pressure and said, in front of everybody, they've got to get the baby out, Nina, or the baby will die. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> and I was like, Mum, it's so that, good for your blood pressure to hear that. Is that your is that your best bedside manner? It's like you've been trained in this. I know. And it, it, I think I did kind of partially think, like with my mum anyway, is that they're so used to being around Yes. That they're So bit, my my mum was a nurse and she was exactly the same a little bit desensitized yeah she my mum didn't waste time sugarcoating things she just got to the crux of the matter yeah which if you're a bit scared or something is not always is not always helpful is not it always comforting also, I think Anna-Marie I just think, doesn't know what she's talking about I don't know whether it was that or she was doing a little bit of grandstanding for the yeah. rest of the group as well it was like here's my moment in the sun I'm just going to prove to everyone that I am and then she's like, yeah, she's dependent on me now. It's like, no, they call paramedics, Anna Marie, step aside. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And 
there was just that bit, wasn't there, as as the, the episode went on and I felt like she just couldn't help gloating. Mm-hmm. Very unattractive. The, the ladylike things we've done, the ladylike behaviour would have just to have just said nothing. Yep. And just gone into action and let everyone observe you and yeah. drawn their own conclusions. Yeah. But, and let but Crystal no. come to you in gratitude, but no no. Not Anne Marie. And then she did like a toast to Crystal's health at lunch and it was like, oh please. I, I, I really just, I, I don't think there's any way back for Anna Marie for me. Sorry. No, I know. It's, it's, I thought um, who played a really pivotal role in it all was actually Erica because I felt like Erica was kind of schooling her on manners and etiquette. Yeah, which is bizarre in itself. Bizarre in <laughs> itself because at one point Erica was sort of saying to her, what you did today was a really good thing and what how you behaved was... Um, important because you know this happened and what you were able to do was to put your differences aside for the greater good Mm -hmm. and it was almost like she was going wink wink nudge nudge that's how uh, a sophisticated person behaves Anna Marie right and she didn't have to do that for her no because I think without that Anna Marie is, is just she just can't she's got no filter She's just very sort of clumsy with her mannerisms and her words and everything. She's not, I don't, I I just, I don't, it feels too forced. It feels like she's trying to cultivate a personality for the show. Like yeah. we haven't actually learned who she is. I just know that yeah. she thinks a great deal of her medical prowess. I don't really know anything else about her. Well, I did watch a little of um, Look What's Happens Live. Watch what happens live. Oh <laughs> Look my what's goodness. happening live. <laughs> Look what's happening live. Oh my goodness, my menopause brain today. So, and Anna Marie said she never wants to hear the word esophagus ever again. Join the club, Anna Marie. <laughs> stop, stop fucking saying it and we can all have a break. <laughs> so, I thought this would happen. I thought when the hate started, mm-hmm. Anna Marie would wake up to herself. Suddenly we're wrapping up the esophagus talk. How convenient. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly that. I think Anna-Marie has finally learned because they've just shot the reunion and I think she's... But she was still taking a passive-aggressive dig at Crystal. Yeah. She's still blaming it all on Crystal. And I thought Crystal was, like, she was so genuine, wasn't she, yeah. on this episode? yeah. Crystal's whole involvement in this thing with Anna Marie came from her defending Sutton and going, please don't say people have an eating disorder on te- on national television. And, yeah. yeah. you know, please check yourself. And That's she all was, she did. You could tell that she was quite frightened about what had happened. Yeah, it's very scary when you're poorly in a foreign country as well because you don't, you just want to be at home, don't you, with your loved ones and you feel suddenly very far away. Yeah. So, and I she has got that. a history of it in her family. And yeah. I, I'd still love to be rich, though, because who can get their husband to consult with their doctor and get them to give advice? That is not happening for us if we're no. taken sick in Barcelona. No, that, no. that I can't get advice from my doctor and, and they're two miles away. Yeah. So I, I, I was like, oh, for the privilege. But, 
you know, she was scared. There clearly is some background with high blood pressure. And I know a bit about blood pressure because my mum is a nurse. And it was very high. It was, wasn't it? I thought Even that was the high, day yeah. after, mm-hmm. I was like, ooh, you it's need to lie funny. down. Yeah. Why are you getting up making paella? You just get yourself yeah. lay down you there You go now. back to bed. You go yeah. back to bed. Go back to bed. Yeah, so Anna Marie, again, not showing herself in the best light. What no. did we make of the lunch that they had out? Well, Anna Marie, again, toasting Crystal's health. Like, she likes her now or cares about her in any way. Yeah. Kind of irritating. And the conversation that Garcelle suddenly brought up with Dorit. Yeah, and Dorit saying, please, if there's anything I say that triggers you, just let me know. And everyone watching is like, the child bride thing last week. <laughs> Explain that. <laughs> She's got a difficult reunion coming, Dorit, and she must know it. She's got a difficult reunion on her way. Like, I did ooh. think it was interesting that she tried to talk a little bit about herself growing up as, you know, the Jewish, yeah. As Jewish and having Israeli parents and all that kind of stuff. And it was it did, nice that Garcelle did actually listen to that and take that on board. She, and I, th- she I think that's what I was before. thinking. I was like, oh, God, because I could see Garcelle actually understanding that perspective. And that was and it, the, the reason she brought it up a couple of weeks ago. It reminded me a bit, of, a bit of that David Baddiel book. Have you read that? That Jews don't count? You I know? haven't read it, but I've heard amazing yeah, things about it. Yeah, that's sort of like if you're white and Jewish and people, mm-hmm. it's not always obvious whether the sort of racism is and I was like oh yeah I can see this I can see this but then part of me is biting my nails thinking this is gonna be swept away yeah. when they watch that confessional yeah from last also week. this like that would have been a nice kind of thank you for that conversation Garcelle I really feel like I've learned from that and it's like well you haven't because we saw <laughs> yeah totally and it's they're like, all about to see it yeah so. I was like oh Jesus just, a weird comment that was. Was she trying to be funny? I don't... I think she was trying to be funny. What makes it funny? The fact that Crystal's Asian. Like, what? It's where's the joke? I don't know where the joke is. Really uncomfortable stuff. So I know. Re- really looking forward that to that. Has that popped off? Because you're much better on the socials than me. Has that popped off at all on Twitter? People were pretty annoyed about it, yeah. At Could, the time, yeah. People yeah. were pretty wound up about it. So uh, Rightly so. So Garcelle that- saying she might need to breastfeed Storm. And you, I thought of you. I was like, Nina's, Nina's loving this. <laughs> and Nina gets so uncomfortable when Garcelle discusses sex and now she wants to breastfeed a sexy man. I was like, oh. I did, like, again, I mean, full disclosure, I do some of this sort of jokes, but I do it, like, I try and do it in a sort of ironic way because I know it's deeply uncomfortable. I, I don't see it as a sort of a woman doing it in all seriousness. <laughs> it, That's the thing. It does feel like she could pounce on him at any minute. It's like, I know. Oh. Stop it. And poor Storm's dad. I was feeling for him oh, as well. I don't know who I felt more sorry for, Storm or his Never dad. Never have two men been more objectified. No, I think they went to bed cuddling each other, crying that night. <laughs> Which Garcelle would probably find hot. So. <laughs> <laughs> I felt a bit sorry for him. Sutton going, well, she'll probably win because she's got the bigger breasts. What was that about? Oh, my God. Yeah, right. Weird. Poor Sutton. 
sort of had a difficult episode, didn't she? So we had... She did, yeah. I felt like they were all very, very jealous of Sutton's fabulous international friends. Yeah, the erudites. They Let's were talk all, about the erudites. Or er, erudite, erudites. As the erudites. They not crudites. Whatever the hell Erica was calling hummus. them. Yeah, chopped up cucumber. <laughs> like, yeah. It was very strange. And I felt like Erica was obviously hammered, which was very funny, but not a good look. Didn't like her making fun of the fact that Merce was in a Ziploc bag because anyone who's traveled with ashes knows you you got to be sensible about these things. I think it was like funny the first time, but yeah. why did we have to keep pushing it? And bringing it up in front of his friends almost to say like Sutton didn't look after your friend. Do you know what I mean? Sutton she doesn't was... respect your friend. She's been treated, you know. Erica was just pissed off that nobody had acknowledged the earrings. Right, because everybody's trying to forget that Erica was involved even by proxy in this lawsuit. Yeah. And Erica just keeps bringing it up for some yeah. reason. And it's yeah. like, it doesn't... So Erica spent the afternoon getting leathered, and I did mm-hmm. like um, the reach use of the English word for arsehole. Yeah. Um, so she spent the afternoon getting slowly more drunk and more bitter. Yeah, drunk and resentful. Yeah, By and I did like it because like, it felt oh. like a sort of 1950s kind of Hollywood. She reminded me of um, a sort of Hollywood star. What, what's the one? She reminds me of she reminds me of a Hollywood sort of film star. Can't remember which one it is. It's going to come to me. And she's just sitting there drinking, getting more and more bitter and twisted yeah. as the day goes on. She's uh, Elizabeth Taylor and Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. <laughs> exactly that. <laughs> exactly that. And as but, the day as the day oh. goes on, it's just becoming a just a poison. It's and so unattractive and it's a shame because she's had a really good season. She's yeah. been she's had some really fun episodes and she's been like on the balance. And by the evening she's fucked off that she no longer has her wealth, that she no longer has erudite friends. Yeah. And she's just she's just there to wipe the floor with everybody, isn't she? She's like yeah. she's like, Look how clever I am. Yeah. She just can't she can't cope with the idea that because she used to be Mrs. Girardi and she used to, you know, hang with intelligent and rich and important people. Yeah. And she needs everyone to remember that, I think. But it just, it came across really uncomfortable and awkward. It came across really classless. Yeah. And, and, and then and, bringing up Merce being in a Ziploc bag, it's like, are you trying to upset Sutton? Are you trying to upset Merce's friends to thinking that Sutton didn't look after his ashes? Like, what's yeah. the goal here? Yeah. You know, I think she was trying to bring. She was definitely looked like she was trying to bring Sutton down, yeah, a peg or two, and it was to try and humiliate, but also to try and up her own status with the whole stuff about understanding some pretty niche facts. Yeah. Which I mean, didn't impress was, me as much as it seemed to impress everybody else at the yeah, table. Yeah, <laughs> I was a bit like, yeah. It's like, okay. Okay, like, okay <laughs> right, whatever. Well, I, I'm going to put you on my quiz team, though. Yeah, that's fine. You can go on the quiz team. we have to do housewives quiz team, I'm going to have you. I'm going to have Dr. Nicole. 
and that's prob- a good choice. That's probably they probably yeah. would be my top team quizzes. I'm not sure who else. Probably I'd have. Monica because she seems to know everything about everyone. Yeah, including <laughs> shit yeah. we don't know yet. So yeah, yeah, we'd we'd probably have, have Monica as well. But yeah, please please um, tweet in with your top team quizzes. Um, but Kyle was so annoyed with it as well, and you'd be like, if I, you know, if I was sitting here watching Sutton with all her fabulous, exciting, international, glamorous friends, and I knew that I had to go home to you know Teddy Mellencamp and Faye Resnick, I'd be pretty bitter too. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. You wouldn't be feeling great You're either. not getting much chit-chat there, are you? No. About, apart from um, maybe... I, I imagine, though, Wade. Morgan Wade is pretty interesting. Morgan Wade. Yeah, now, going slightly off course from the episode, but Morgan Wade deleted Kyle from all her social media this week. She did delete Kyle from all her social media. Everyone now, I got did... very excited about a possible breakup between a couple that hasn't been confirmed in the first place. Uh, they did get excited. I did do a bit of reading between the lines. I was tr- kind of getting the impression that Morgan Wade is trying to get people off the subject. Yes. And try and put the phone. I reckon someone at her label or something said, for God's sake, you're more famous for this now than you are your music. Yeah. Because hasn't she deleted not just Kyle, but she's deleted a lot of her yeah. social shenanigans? I think it's quite a sensible thing. So if someone looks her up now, they're just going to see her music and that's yeah. what they should see. Yeah. You know, so that's yeah. fine. So uh, I think it's in an effort to just pour a little bit of water on the distance the herself a little bit from all this gossip yeah kyle yeah kyle didn't feature very much in this episode did she really kyle really upset me on the after show don't know if you saw what it. did she do she was on the the after show and she was interviewed and she said uh sutton's never brought up merce before we've never heard of him she had him in a ziploc bag and oh, I, I feel hate- like when she was Kyle like, she, she was like, if she wants to bring him up just to have like a sad storyline, then that's fine. And it's like, what you mean cow? Like, imagine if someone said that about her friend Lorraine. Like, oh my god, so harsh. Particularly hate... when in the episode she's comforting her, they have a nice moment in the church together. But don't they actually put their issues behind them in the church? And Kyle says, "Well, apparently glad... they didn't." Which yeah. is classic Kyle. Kyle lets, people, Kyle. Kyle lets people think that they can put their guard down, but she keeps going with her grudge. She always used to accuse LVP of holding a grudge. Kyle holds a grudge. She definitely does, because I, I, I totally bought it that her and Sutton had made up their differences and she was happy that they'd had that moment in the church. Yeah. I and just think you never get to judge someone on how they're a- grieving. You don't get to judge someone on how they grieve a friend. Some people are very, very private about it, and some people want to shout it from the rooftops and celebrate their friend. It, however you want to mourn your friend is... And as someone who's just lost a friend, you would think Absolutely. she'd be a bit more sensitive about and it. And she was at, you know, her body language, she was at Sutton's feet when Sutton was crying in the bedroom. Right. Yeah, and Sutton was explaining that it's another important man in her life that's gone. She lost her father through suicide. She... She's lost her husband for a divorce she didn't choose. And then Merce was the last person she was sort of letting go of. Yeah. And Carl's there nodding and listening, supposedly, and doesn't yeah. seem to have actually taken any of it on. I think it's really, yeah. it's just really disappointing to watch, you know? It doesn't look, it's, it's not a good look for Kyle. No, it's not a good look for Kyle. And she does Particularly feel... when all the girls flocked around her for her event for her friend. 
Yeah, she's very mean-spirited, isn't she? She is. I think she's just a mean girl sometimes. Yeah. It's I like, want to like her, but she's a mean girl and she's gotten yeah. worse. She's very dismissive of other people's problems. I think we've seen this now yes. time and time Oh, my God. Again. Well, the classic one, LVP, loses her brother to suicide. Yeah. And Carl says, we all have stuff going on. That yeah. is bizarre. I've never gotten over that. I know, I know. And it's... I always think as well that she's hidden behind other people. So it was, oh, LVP's the chess player and the puppet master. And then, oh, Rinna's the nasty one. And it's like, actually, maybe it's, just, it's in, you. Yeah, maybe <laughs> in this series we have seen that more than any other series. Yeah, season. she's not got anyone to hide behind. She's not yeah. got Teddy to do her dirty work for her. She's not got Lisa to be the face of the bitchy mean mm-hmm. girls. She's not got LVP to be the sniper from the side. And Erica's it's just not doing her. it. Erica's just, you know, punning in the corner off her yeah. tits. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And Erica's never really been anyone's chess piece anyway, I don't think. A little bit with Renna. I think a but, little bit with Renna, yeah. But I do think that Erica won't play your game because Erica's too much concentrating on her own game. I think that's true. But yeah. you can hide behind Erica like last season because there was so much going on with Erica. Right. But there's not enough of a storyline for anyone else for Kyle to hide behind. Yeah. Is that fair? I completely agree. And I think this season is kind of exposing Kyle and I think people are getting fed up with it. Yeah. And I've certainly seen that online where people are just like, I'm done with Kyle now. Let us know what you think because we're on all the socials at RH Guilty Secrets. So let us know if you're, how are you feeling about Kyle, basically? Yeah. Let us know. Have we had enough of Kyle? How did the episode um conclude it concluded with Sutton having a little cry didn't it yeah that's right getting ready to scatter the ashes and finding it very difficult and and I thought she explained quite you know eloquently how it was tied up in losing her dad and losing her marriage and yeah she did and then we had that fast forward to next week's episode and we almost could predict because we we saw this didn't we like we've seen this episode so many times before from New- Housewives of New York where they tried to scatter, um, whose dog was it? Sonia's. Sonia's dog. <laughs> it's oh, almost the dude. rerun of You've Sonia's You've got to be dogs. so careful with the wind direction. I know. Come this on, so people. Basic. We know this. We know this. So this I always so like, basic. no, not Miss all over Garcelle. We all. Oh we, it was. It was the. It was the. It was the scene that we knew that was going to happen, wasn't it? Yeah. Poor Merce. <laughs> Poor Merce. Merce has not had a happy. I mean, this was his introduction to the world. I mean, I think he was famous within dance circles, but now he's internationally famous. Yeah, for a whole different thing. I know. Poor Merce. That Merce I can't imagine best. he'd approve of. I know. I know. I think he was into expressive dance, so I think his his ashes have been expressive. There you go. He was having a little dance. <laughs> yeah, maybe this is Mercy's last haha. Yeah, maybe would have like liked it. it. He sounds like a lot of fun, Mercy. Yeah, yeah. liked him. So that was Beverly Hills. Let's I... go to Miami. Yeah, let's go Miami. Because he's a damn saint for listening to the, all the Lenny stories. It's a lot. Lenny Hoxton. He's really disappointed me. Super disappointed me. Uh, 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 
So I feel like the villain of Miami this week was Larsa, as it kind of is every week now. Yes. She's really winding me up. The, the woman, I mean, she, are you talking about Miami's mummies? Are we, are yeah. we there? Yeah, but also just, I don't know, she, I just, she's, just, she's just kind of mean. Also, she's just strange. Like, she showed up for the church with her areolas out and went, am I dressed appropriately? <laughs> you know you're not. You know you're not dressed appropriately for the virgin saints. I think they all went a little bit sexy. They all went a little bit sexy for the virgin, didn't they? And also, like, I don't want to do Guadalupe down. But I do think there is something about a church that is that beautiful, that rich, that ornamental, that can't help kind of evoke some feeling of, you know, serenity or power. Yeah. do you know do you know what I mean? I do. I do know what you mean, yeah. So I don't know how I felt about it. Yeah, I know. I yeah. I know what you mean. Given I, given the sentiment that's supposed to be there. Yeah. It was yeah. like it felt like a church for rich people. Yeah. And I completely understand Julia's detachment from it having yeah. lost her baby son and in such an awful way. It's like, I don't actually want to be here and praise I get, I get, I got that completely. I mean, what had happened to her losing her baby son and under those freaking awful circumstances? I'd, just so I'd actually forgotten it was shaken baby syndrome and then that had happened by a nurse that she'd employed. And nanny, yeah, and then, and then the nanny disappeared apparently. Yeah, and it was she was apparently a qualified nurse, wasn't she, the nanny? Really? Oh, my yeah. God. So it's just awful. like a, 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 a horrific story. But it was one of those churches, and it's Catholic, isn't it? Mexico yes. is a Catholic city. Yeah. So it was one of those churches that, A, felt like it was like, oh, if you're going to go to a church, it feels like quite a glamorous yeah, there's nothing humble about it, is there? No, it feels like an it's Alexia. not a lot of humanity. <laughs> it feels like an Alexia church. Yeah. But also, given the dire poverty of Mexico, you can see yeah. how very, very poor people will have, in centuries gone by, gone there and think that God lives there. And, it's and been, given their money. And it's... Given the been, little money they have. Been built offer, on the back you know? of poverty. Mm-hmm. So the whole thing... It's a little bit like Erica Jane's chapel. In her yeah, house. <laughs> it feels like that, Built on it? the back of other people's tears. Yeah, <laughs> exactly that, doesn't it? So I, 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 found, I found the sentiment nice, but the setting jarring. Yes, jarring is the word. And I, yeah, I'm totally with you. I completely understand that. But, but how do you... I I did feel so much for Gerdy. I mean, if it gave her yeah. a, if it gave her room to say she was frightened, that's what she really needed. Yeah, and that's invaluable. So, yeah. I'm starting to feel a little bit like when they got into the argument on the, well, I mean, they're going to call it a gondola. Let's call it a gondola, but the boat. Yeah. Um. Later, and Gerdy wasn't really handling the tension while she was crying and stuff like that. I'm starting to feel a little bit like maybe she shouldn't be filming this season. Yeah, I, I appreciate I, and respect that she's sharing her journey, but it's kind of upsetting to watch her 
put up with the drama, but like didn't... the bullshit drama from these ladies when she has so much more important I things going on. I was really channeling you when I was watching that because I know you've been through like with your mum and I was thinking one of the things that you'd said is that, you know, what's important is that she does what she thinks she can do and has yeah. an, op- an option to leave. And I just felt like... She's stuck in Mexico. She's on a bloody boat. Yeah. If that's overwhelming, she's stuck. She's stuck. And I just didn't think there was... I just felt it was too much for her. There was, There's nowhere to go with that. And nobody's, like, Lisa is obviously so in her own... Nobody's looking around and going, oh, hey, look, our friend who's battling cancer is crying. Maybe we'll change the subject and move yeah. on from this. You're right, Gertie. Let's talk about something else. Like, nobody's got an eye out for her. No one's watching out for her. They're pretty just much sit there said, crying forever and no one will notice. <laughs> yeah, you feel like everyone's gone, is Gertie going to be all right with this trip? Yeah, Gertie said she'll be fine. All right, then fuck Gertie. We don't need to give her a second thought. Yeah, yeah like, exactly. No, you kind of do. You kind of yeah. need to be thinking. Gertie said and... she'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah, she's fine. Like, oh, yeah. Jesus, these are not the women to be around when you're going through something that needs I that mean, little bit of extra compassion. I mean, she was just sobbing at one point, wasn't and she? And nobody noticed. Yeah, just Or awful. mentioned it. Like, why aren't you like, oh, God, look, we're affecting Gertie. Let's let's yeah. snap out of this. And, and Nobody and, noticed. And talking about losing, you know, maybe like, oh, I felt like this is, I don't even want to say this out loud, but I'm going to say it. So, Lisa. Lisa, 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 Lisa. I am 100%, as you know, on board with somebody that is in a, an abusive relationship but jesus yeah. christ jesus christ you were testing my patience this she week. tested a lot of people's patience this week i think she made she pissed a lot of people off this week um she did call Larsa a bully which i enjoyed because i do think Larsa verges into bully territory oh sometimes. i thought she t- called it out perfectly like and Larsa was mean to say that to her yeah but did Larsa have a point Larsa did have a point did, did she have a point no i think larsa said it larsa didn't need to say it there no. and then in that moment like she said it i think if you were my friend i wouldn't expect you to say it like you said it there and then she was just trying to be mean wasn't she she was by just the way being... if you lose jody no one's ever gonna put up with your shit again it's yeah like, no well, that was okay. that was out of order that was completely yeah. out of order. I have had my moments of neediness. Yeah, I think we all have. I wouldn't yeah. expect a friend to put it in that in in, in so bold a term as in you are needy every, in front of everyone as well. Like just basically, what it means is shut up. I don't want to yeah. hear about your problems anymore. Shut yeah. up. That's yeah, we've had what enough. Yeah, so, and and I think it's, she's just so fucking smug. She is smug, isn't she? That's what it is. It's yeah. It's, she's um. She's insufferable. She's unbearable. Smug. She's got a podcast about how happy she is. Yeah, she's been which with somebody. Buying. She's been with somebody five minutes, and she thinks she's got the secrets of a happy relationship. Exactly. Try she's got it nailed. Years, Lassa. Try yeah. fifteen years and get back to me. I'll tell well, you the did. secret. She did, and it didn't work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll tell you the secret of a happy relationship. Separate Going through beds. their phone, isn't it? <laughs> Going through their phone in separate beds. <laughs> so, um, I just, yeah, she was horrible. But I did feel, really, and you love Kiki. 
I love Kiki. Kiki's a lot of fun, but when she escalates, she she escalates. That escalated quickly with Lisa. But Lisa was being offensive. Lisa was being offensive and privileged. And the way Kiki explained it, I totally understood Kiki's point of view. Yeah, I understood Now, I'm an animal lover. Oh, my goodness. Have I had a stroke this morning? (laughs) I am an animal lover. And I would have also felt like throwing them bits of sandwiches. Yeah. If somebody had pointed out to me, that's not appropriate. Yeah. I would have gone, oh, God, yeah, that's not appropriate. That's all you need to do. She's just screaming at them instead. And it's like, shut up, sit down. You're embarrassing us. Yeah, it was. It was one of the most excruciatingly embarrassing things that I've ever witnessed. You might as well just have been throwing bread at children. It was getting, <laughs> it was getting like that, wasn't it? Look yeah. at the poor children. I bet they don't eat. It, yeah. it was, we were going there. Yeah, these people don't know how to look after their pets properly. Like, oh. but they're dirty. And as uh, I think, who I can't remember who it was that said it, but somebody pointed out, when did Lisa last feed her animals? Yeah, probably never. never. Yeah. <laughs> so um, these people. And- I'm sure. Kiki give a lot does more love have the attention. perspective. Do you know Kiki said she, her upbringing, she grew up in Haiti. She's got a very different understanding. Mm-hmm. There's just no listening and there's no learning. Yeah. But again, in the same way that Erica was spoiling for a fight, I think Lisa was just so emotionally dysregulated. Is that yeah. the word? That she was just wanted to take her anger out on somebody it's like um it's almost like what they're like when they're drunk and we've seen it with erica before like it's it's they're not drunk but they're so like you say dysregulated with their emotions that they just it's sloppy they get sloppy you know everything just kind of spills out and it's so unattractive to watch like it's disgusting like i am gonna fight with you about anything and that i mean our friend who's fighting cancer sobs next to me but i'm ignoring that because i'm in a state and it's about me like i know i know it's so cringe and 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 i mean again it wouldn't be me to sit around and hold hands and have a prayer but julia did it yep anything to change the mood yeah and Gertie was up for that and wanted to do it so hold Gertie's hand because it was Gertie's hand she wouldn't hold yeah Gertie and Julia's hands and it's like Gertie Gertie and Julia have had the hardest day actually out of everyone yeah Julia's been revisiting her son and then there's bloody dolls hanging from trees the dolls Jesus Christ. That's one of the most sinister things and as soon as I saw those dolls I was like oh this must be so horrible for Julia because yeah. she's been thinking about her son this morning, yeah. and and look, yeah. like, and what was it called? The Island of the Dolls. Yeah, terrifying. I mean, terrifying, and I know they have a very different relationship with like death and life, and it's a cultural thing, isn't it? I just think a little warning. By the way, you're going to see yeah. some dolls in the trees. Yeah. It's I an just, old superstition thing. Don't get worried about it. Don't get it or freaked anything, out. You know? Oh my god! It was. It was like I wasn't even there, and I was terrified. And I really liked when uh, Alexis said, "Lord, have mercy on this group," and a hurricane started. It <laughs> 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 was God going, "Don't you dare fucking pray to me. <laughs> I am busy." <laughs> yeah, 
And um, which which was like Erica as well. This series, which I liked in a conf- this um, episode, which I liked in a confessional, where she'd gone. Um, yeah, God hasn't. He's not. He's not coming for us. He's not. Yeah, yeah he's not got time for us. Yeah, he's heard he's, our prayers. He's not listening. He's got bigger fish to fry than these yeah, ladies. Yeah. These think, ladies are gonna be all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally that. Totally that. Um, so yeah, we shall see what happens next, I guess. But um, I'm hoping somebody starts looking out for Gertie a little bit more. I'm hoping someone starts look out for Gertie. I absolutely can't wait for uh, Adriana's performance. That oh, is I'm really me- excited about that. I'm so cringing. I'm not, not quite... since Julia started to learn the opera have I been so excited. <laughs> I know because that dance rehearsal was vomit inducing. Oh, I was awful, wasn't it? I mean, you and I go up on stage regularly, and there's nothing like being under rehearsed. Oh, it's the worst feeling in the world. Anxiety dream. Yeah, and she's going up in front of a hundred thousand people. Oh, but also you and I can improvise some chit chat. She can't improvise dance moves. She can't talk with way out of that. She really can't. Oh God, it's going to be so bad. I, I mean, they couldn't even pick her up. That nobody knew where they were going, and the only person that's turned onto it is Kiki. Adriana herself doesn't seem to have kind of. I think she's in total delusion land, where she doesn't even seem to have grasped how underprepared she is for that. Do you think Well, that guy Beyonce, called her and she was like, yeah, yeah, I, I went to rehearsal yesterday and, it's, and it was a car crash. Why are you on a boat? I know. <laughs> Go back to the studio. You should Do you be, think Beyonce is be winging it? Do you think Beyonce is winging it? Do you think Beyonce is on a bloody gondola in, a, in, the, in the island of the dolls <laughs> before she goes on stage no, to 100,000 people? She's, Actually, she's Beyonce's so badass, she probably is. <laughs> yeah, but, you, you know... They don't, they don't, the superstars like what you want to be, Adriana. Yeah. They're not getting arsehole and leaving it, <laughs> leaving it. I cannot wait. It's going to be to such lady a look oh. as to whether you're going to be able to pull out the move with a bunch of dancers you've never met that don't, you don't even seem to be able to communicate with. I can't, I can't. It's going to be so good. I'm not even sure they were dancers. <laughs> I'm not even sure. They were dancers. Some of them just looked like they'd maybe, I don't know, been doing some bricklaying at lunchtime. <laughs> oh, man, I can't wait. I can't wait. It's going to be so bad. But Emilio, apparently Emilio, he's he's the man. <laughs> Emilio regretting him. everything he's ever offered to her. Yeah. Right, Great. shall we go over to Potomac? Oh, Potomac. I don't know why I do that. The rules can't change because because of social media. The line is always moving. Okay. Oh, these women are not worth the running eyeliner. What was the worst advert for uh, the athleisure for you? For me, it was Ashley admitting she doesn't like to wear underwear when she works out. <laughs> and then admitting... <laughs> And then admitting, almost bragging that her coochie sweats. I just wear some fucking pants. Wear some pants. Panty liners have been invented. Why do we not? For you. Yeah. Why do we need to reinvent the panty liner wheel? 
with a bit of extra, a bit of extra material. I was like, come on, girls. And and to be fair, I mean, I don't like Wendy, but when she absolutely laughed in the face, when she yeah. heard they were inventing some inventing. That was a good reaction. We all enjoyed it. That was a reaction for all of us. She yeah. was all of us in that moment. She was at all of us when she said she were, they were designing. She said, have you seen how yeah. those two dress every day? Yeah. And Candace arrived at the, uh, at the Surrey Hills thing and she started talking about crotch sweat too. I was like, why is this, why are these women have such sweaty crotches? But clearly is it they don't wear knickers? <laughs> I don't know. If we, it's just we're living in the, the wrong hemisphere. Yeah. Because like, is this, is this a can, problem? <laughs> I can, I can my, thoroughly... My coochie's okay. <laughs> I can thoroughly, um, yeah, I can definitely let our listeners know that we are dry... <laughs> we have dry sure. crotches on We've this. Been watching Garcelle flirt with Storm and his dad. We are dry as a bone. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I don't work out. So, yeah, it was, it was a bizarre start to it. And and Very and strange. also, I from them saying that they don't want to work out in lingerie. It looked a lot like lingerie. Did didn't it? Yeah. Nobody Just wants lace. Pants. Lace lace leggings. No, chafey-chafey. It's, it's got vibes of, I don't know, like nightclub in the 90s, maybe yeah. 80s, maybe Madonna. Maybe 80s, yeah. Madonna, stick some heels on with that. Oh, maybe put a few bangles on. It's not It's not good. Oh, God. I, I don't think it's going to take... sweating coochie. I don't think it's going to take off. No, I don't think it got off to a promising start, did it? I think if this was, if we were the dragons, it's a, it's a no from me. That's a no from me. I'm not going to invest. No, I can't condone that product. <laughs> I can't condone that sweaty coochie. Sorry. Um, Karen Huger is buying her grandmother's house in Missouri and turning it yeah. into a mini resort. Now, have you ever used as creative an excuse to not invite someone to an event as insurance purposes? <laughs> <laughs> You're not invited for insurance purposes. I beg your pardon. I think I've tried it on my family. Sorry I can't have you around for Christmas, but yeah. we simply don't have the insurance to cover it. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. I'm going to try and use it this week on someone. Yeah. Who was it she didn't want to invite? She didn't want to invite Mia or Neka or... I think that was it. Well, Mech, Mia quite rightly told her to shove her yeah. Oh, and Robin. late her late invite yeah. up her sweaty coochie, didn't she? Yeah, quite rightly. Very, very visceral image. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anything to dry it out. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and Robin was kind of like, "Yeah, sorry, I've committed to something else," which is totally what I would do. Yeah. It's like when you get an invite for a wedding, like a month before the wedding and you're like oh so several people couldn't come then <laughs> yeah thanks i'm making up the numbers oh man i've i've fallen for that where i've been friended when someone's been proposed to and oh I've, really yeah i've only made the connection as we've come up to the wedding i'm like wait a minute we weren't really friends were we until you got proposed to but you yeah. suddenly realize you didn't have enough people to make up a reception yeah, and I seem to be doing a lot of work with the bridesmaid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like 
fuck you. Just made friends with me for my organisational skills. Yeah, yeah. Like, how has this happened? Oh, man. If so, also, if somebody invited me to their house and said, bring your sneakers and boots so you can prune the land, that's yeah. a fat no from me. Yeah, I am absolutely. staying at home. Absolutely. No, I'm not going to be your unpaid labour this yeah. weekend. Yeah, it was all a bit odd, wasn't it? But Karen, because she's because she's like she's eccentric, there's no getting away from it. And some yeah. of that is quite good value. She can sort of do what she wants. Yeah, she can. She get she get away with it. She gets away with a lot of it. They just kind of roll their eyes at it. Like magically increasing the liability insurance so she could invite other people. Yeah, and everyone goes, yeah, all right. I mean, it was it. Who who decided she'd go Necker? I like Necker. I like Necker. I, Wendy drives me insane. I find her completely insufferable. Yeah. I can't bear the ego. I can't, like, she's so rude and mean. It's not attractive. She's definitely a mean girl. That final yeah. thing that she said, like, I cannot take the time to make friends with people who are inconsequential yeah. to my happiness. It's like, who do you think you are? Yep. And bringing up her husband's event and how basically clearly Necker and her husband wouldn't be invited. Oh, she's and then Necker invites everybody to her house, which is yeah. obviously an olive branch, if not yeah. the whole damn olive tree. Yeah. And she's just sitting there sulking. Like, I just, ugh. Ugh. it's not cute. I think she thinks it comes across as like powerful and feisty and it just comes across as kind of mean. It is mean. I like Necker. I don't I see like how Necker. she's really done anything wrong. Necker confronted her over something she'd heard her say about her and her family. Yeah. Wendy denied it. Necker's like, okay, well, that's what I heard, but let's move on. And now Wendy's like, no. Nah. I, I think she called her out beautifully at one point because she said something about, um, Wendy had said something about, you know, because you're someone that's trying to get to know me or whatever. And, 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 and Necker had sort of said, this whole argument is about that exact thing. Yeah. That I came into your orbit, basically. And you couldn't stand it. You didn't want the competition of another Nigerian woman. Yeah. I think there's something to be said about that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Necker has nailed her. Yeah. And and when she feels cornered, she either comes out with some pseudo intellectual bullshit. Yeah, and she really hides behind her qualifications as if they yeah. they excuse her from bad manners, which is what it is. She's yeah. she's rude. Rude. She gets loud or she runs away. And we saw her do all through things, didn't we, at the end of the episode? Mm-hmm. So she tried to be intellectual with a meh, meh, meh. Then she did, she started getting loud and then she got up and left the table. She just constantly disappoints Childish. me. Yeah. Childish. Childish, childish, childish. We don't like it, Wendy. It's getting old. Still a bit of a boring season for Potomac, I have to say. And I think you hit the nail on the head when you pointed out that all the juicy stuff in Potomac has happened off camera. Mm -hmm. So we just see them talking about stuff. Mm -hmm. And I thought, okay, four and a half hours in a sprinter van. This is going to be classic. Not really. No. And then and then the the it was nice to obviously get a bit of history about Karen's family. I mean, I mean, I can't imagine what it's like having that plantation story revealed to you that your family's was, you know, she's yeah. great great grandchild of a slave. All of that very interesting, but it's not. 
I don't think that's necessarily housewives. No. No. It's part it's part of their history and it's it's yeah. it, it definitely gives it texture. Mm-hmm. But it's not it's not the, the it's not the meat of housewives, is it? I don't think housewives has the depth to explore things like no, that. No, it doesn't in in the context they deserve. No, I think and you've, you've nailed it. It kind of makes me a bit uncomfortable when they approach when they these try. incredibly important <laughs> topics yeah. and just kind of skate over them and then go back to talking about sweaty coochies. Yeah. It's a bit jarring, isn't it? How can you <laughs> hold those two subjects in the same yeah, episode? Because like, I sometimes it? like one thing that I found over the course of us doing this podcast is that sometimes you do, we are being thrown around a little bit like we're in a pinball because like one minute we're talking about race and the next minute we're talking about sweaty coochies. You do yeah. get thrown around a bit. Yeah. And you're but going sometimes from, you're going, from esophagus a... to suicide. You yeah. Know, like it's. Yeah. It, but sometimes it's a step like you're like, is, is the program really equipped to deal with that? Yeah. I, I don't really. They, I don't. I don't think it has the time to get into the appropriate context. Yes, I agree. And I don't think they should be using it as filler. Yeah, I agree. It's not a filler subject. It feels like it's used as filler, doesn't it? Yeah. So a bit disappointed in Potomac this season. Um, I agree. Giselle's kind of refusing to play with anyone, and it's getting a bit Giselle won't bit play with anyone. Candice is trying to build some allies yeah. a little bit artificially. Wendy's just being obnoxious. Wendy's obnoxious. Necker's trying to play the game. I quite like yeah. Necker. I like Mia. I like Karen. Mechanier. If I was to say who you're going to cut, here you go, Andy, who's not listening. Wendy. Get rid of Wendy? Yeah, she's too divisive and she doesn't bring anything. That's my opinion. I think you also have to consider how you carry on with Candice, even though she's brilliant. Oh, that's true because she's alienated herself a bit too much hasn't she yeah and she's also brought like lawsuits and stuff into it and yeah and that... ashley's gonna have to up her game a bit she's a bit yeah. dull now she's a bit dull isn't she she's got no storyline no i think keep necker keep mia mia keep karen and giselle yeah and maybe have a refresh yeah i think it might be time for a refresh yeah, I felt the same about Atlanta actually when I was watching Atlanta, the last series. I was start that was starting to wane. I kind of miss I, I miss Nini. Um, yeah, they, it was missing a little bit of spark. And I think Beverly series. Hills needs a bit of a refresh. I would get rid of Kyle. I think I'd get rid of Dorit. Would you would you go as far as getting rid of Kyle? Because people I think, think I would. People think she's the queen of Beverly Hills. You know, I think there'd be a lot more freedom for everyone else if she wasn't there. Yeah, true. I think she controls things too much and it's mm-hmm. too centered around her. Mm-hmm. And I so think interesting. I think Garcelle and Sutton and Crystal and, you know, they'd all come into their own a bit more if it wasn't lynchpinned around Kyle. Did you like the New York refresh? I did actually. I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. I thought cool. it was good. I thought they got an interesting crowd and and it worked. Yeah. I thought it was nice to see some younger women because we, we sort of, it's nice to have that perspective. Yeah, and there were natural villains and natural people you rooted for, and I thought yeah. it, it flowed quite naturally. Yeah, it took a while to kind of get 
jump started for me but I think yes, that always happens yeah with with new people so I think you sort of yeah. had to give it room to grow but yeah yeah I agreed um but yeah it might be a start time for a bit of a bit of cutting yeah um interesting so you know Andy if you're listening yeah <laughs> get the chopping block out so Vanderpump Vanderpump rules hey guys we we need um we so. need some sound effects for Vanderpump, Jacob. You're a worm with a mustache. My cards. So Vanderpump rules. Ariana is still living with Tom. Ariana is still living with Tom, and given. Oh my God, did you see All Over the Kitchen as well? I was a little bit nauseated by this. I'm going to be absolutely truthful with you. That. Who needs their own hashtag after they've been dumped? Yeah. Team Ariana was everywhere, all yeah. over the bloody flowers. It looked like someone had died. Yeah, well, arguably someone did. <laughs> Tom yeah. Sandoval. San- Tom no Sandoval's, sign of him. <laughs> Tom Sandoval's career is now living somewhere in a Ziploc bag. Yeah, God bless it. It's in in ashes. Um, I... So I think what they've done, isn't there, is they've definitely censored this first episode around looking at it from Ariana's point of view. And then right at the end of the episode, we had Tom, returning Tom. So next week we'll have a bit of Tom's point of view, I think. Um, Tom Schwartz drives me nuts. I just got to put that out there. I think Tom Schwartz is as bad as Sandoval. He is so sneaky and underhanded and he really plays this part of well i don't know anything i'm just little dumb tom Tom schwartz and it's like you know exactly what you're doing and if he gets wound up he gets like when he had that fight with lala last season yeah calling her a bootleg kardashian and whatever and her her lips and really having a go at everything her business and i think he's he's a a nasty side i think he's a little bit of a misogynist on the fly he is I think he's not as um, he's not as sweet and kind as, as as you maybe hope he'll be. Also, I do think, and I'd love to hear what the rest of you think. I think he knew quite a lot about what was going on. Um, he knew everything between him and Ra- yeah. Raquel. If you watch back the episodes from last season, he was saying things like, oh, I don't know. I think Raquel might be interested in somebody else, somebody that's taken. Yep. She might. Also, he had that kiss with Raquel. He was really into her, right? Yeah. In Mexico. He goes up to the hotel. Tom and him have a chat. And then he goes down and he sees Raquel and he's like high-fiving her. And yeah. immediately switched his energy off. And that's yeah. when Sand- I think Sandoval went back off. Yeah. You're allowed There's to have one kiss on. with her to throw yeah. people off the scent, but back off now. Yeah. They 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 cooked it up together. There was yeah. no way those two weren't close enough. They're like, you know what it's like. You've got a best friend. I've got best friends. You tell each other everything, man. Yeah. You're not holding back that little like you've got to and share. And those it with two someone. in particular, they are yeah. so codependent. Yeah. They behave and it's it used to work with Jax as well when Jax yeah. was there. They behaved so badly that it was okay because they were there to validate each other's behaviour. Yeah, so well, we, we all cheat on code. our girlfriends. We all cheat on our girlfriends. We all do this. We all do that. So it just wasn't. Oh, speaking of Jax, did you notice when we had a flash forward, it looks like we might be bringing Jax's back. 
because they are, of course, introducing The Valley, is it called? Okay. The new spin-off, which okay. I believe is going to be Jax and Brittany and I think okay. Kristen's in it. I wasn't sure about that, so I didn't know that that was happening, but I so did wonder I why think, Jax is back. Yeah, I think they're going to bring Jax in to introduce yeah. the spin-off of The Valley. Okay. I think. I wonder how that. that will go down with you. That'll be really interesting because, of course, yeah. because of Scandival, there was a massive new audience to Yeah, Band a big renewed Reels. entrance in that, in that group and the old I, group as well. I am... A little bit. So I'm from the 1980s people. Imagine that way back when. Um, when policing each other's underwear wasn't such a massive deal. I, I think there is something to do, and this is my little pet theory, that something to do with a lot more of our kids have, have seen our, their parents separate and divorce. And we seem to now be in more of a sort of generation where cheating our and our friends cheating is we seem to keep an eye out for it i've certainly no noticed that with my children is that if somebody's cheating it's really seen as a terrible terrible thing mm-hmm. whereas back in the day even though it's always been a terrible thing you didn't need to fe- feel the need to police it on each other's behalf that's interesting it, yeah you kind of you were kind of like well it's none of my business yeah it used to be none of your business whereas now it's everybody's business and i really saw that in the scandal sort of distilled I think this idea that you know it's so much of somebody else's business that it can end up on CNN yeah yeah it can get its own hashtag and now it can end up in the west end is that partly as, as Roxy well Hart. is that partly as well because these people have all behaved so badly that they're thrilled when somebody takes the spotlight off them yeah, I think it is. I think you're absolutely right. But I also think that there's something in it that has spoken to the wider sort of consciousness that that that's what young people agree with. Do you know what? It's resonated. Yeah. I because think there's a we self-righteousness, want, We want there? a villain. Do you know what I mean? We, we really want a yeah. villain that's caught cheating, that's caught doing the bad thing and is held to, uh, and is held to account and is punished. He had to be punished. I also think it was his manner, though, because when Jax cheated on Britney, everyone kind of went, oh, Jax, mate, thought you turned over. Like, everyone was pissed off. Everyone was annoyed. But Sandoval has been so pious. He has been so pious. And he has talked about accountability and holding yourself accountable, all this stuff for so yeah, long. I mean, and I the think... idea that this was going on and on in front of the cameras, he actually slapped yeah. Rachel's ass on camera at one point. I think it was, and I think I think you're absolutely right. And I also think it was because he cheated the game. It's not often that in a reality TV show we see someone cheat the game. That's very true. So what we can normally see is that the TV show itself is playing out, is dropping us seeds to what to what the storyline is going to be. Yeah. And he cheated the storyline, and we very rarely see that in reality TV. Yeah, yeah, he cheated. He, he, he cheated the audience. He cheated the audience. Jax would always allow the audience to see what he was doing. Yeah, and the production would... would he, Jax is stupid. The production would... <laughs> be able he's like a labrador the production would be able to to see what was going on and to expose it yeah or at least people behind the scenes would be spilling on each other Mm -hmm. where what raquel and 
um, Sandoval did was was they were able to cheat reality. Yeah. They managed to pull the wool over the production team's eyes and the audience's eyes because it's not until we look at it quite closely in retrospect we can all see what was going on. So it was the shock factor. Yeah. And I think I think that's what really drove the I think my pet theories maybe doesn't stand up to like um, scrutiny, but I think that that shock factor was what made it such like massive global news yeah. even. And yeah. and I do think, and I do wonder if we don't have that situation now, you know, where we're talking about Van Tease, uh, Von Tease, yeah, whether they're not even trying to recreate that. Yeah, it's a bit, where we where we we're trying to get these shocking revelations because they must know it bloody increases numbers. Yeah. Where 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 we have this like, oh here's something that not even us as production knew about. Right. Yeah. That comes I, yeah. in right at the end. Oh my god, it's so true. That but creates a worldwide global We've got that coming up in Vanderpump Rules when we're gonna find out that Schwartz made out with Sheena. A hundred percent. And again, it slipped under production's radar. Nobody knew about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. and is is that to because as as we've lost Monica in Salt Lake City, because there's no natural way she would be in the group anymore. Yeah, there is no natural way that Sandoval would be in that group anymore. Yeah, there just isn't. Yeah, no they, way. No he way. Would have, and there's no way Schwartz would be either. Schwartz is with Sandoval. He's not married to Katie anymore. That's it. Yeah, like he should it would be, be gone. them. It would be them on an island, and then Lala, Katie, Ariana, James—they all carry on. Yeah, but they want to have Sandoval. Obviously, they want to have Schwartz. They want to have Tom, Tom, and the bars and everything featuring in it. Yeah. So they've got to find a way of redeeming Sandoval in some way. So mm-hmm. the Schwartz and Sheena thing—I don't even know if I believe it, or if it's just like a, oh, see, we've all done this, and it's like, yeah, it's not the same as. As what Sandoval and Raquel did. That was a real weird, lying, deception, betrayal thing. Like, there's a reason it upset so many people. Yeah, exactly that. Is that a way of adding to this kind of narrative that we talked about? You know, when I said they brought out an episode of LVP doing a sort of roundup of who's fucked who? Yeah, again. Oh, see, everybody does this. No, no, nobody did this. Or is it... Jack's had a couple of clumsy get-togethers with Faye, uh, Faith, yeah, and that's not the same as this. No, Faith, Faith wasn't walking around hugging her and coming, you know, like that wasn't the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ariana and Kristen and Tom, not the same thing. They were already cheating on each other. Their relationship was already on the rocks. Still not great, but not the same thing. I think it's super interesting how Lala is being positioning herself in this episode. Yeah, and Lala's trying to make herself important by straddling both sides of the fence. Yeah. She thinks Rachel's going to come back and she wants to be in those scenes. Yeah, okay. I did wonder if that was what she was doing. I think, like, with Lala, I always, like, I do think Lala is somebody that sort of digs deep into herself. I don't know how cynical Lala is. And sometimes I think she's really cynical and she's a real game player. And mm-hmm. other times I think she's a real emotional person. Yeah. I think the thing that bothered me this season was the last season opened with her cutting Schwartz out because he had been hanging out with Randall. 
Yeah. And she said, anybody that is in his circle isn't in mine. And everybody went, fair enough. He's cheated on you. He's broken your heart. Oh, she's a hypocrite. Fair enough. And then she's like, I'm going to reach out to Rachel. Like, no. She's a hypocrite. There's no doubt about it. She's a hypocrite. But I also do think she could square with herself that two things could be true at the same time. Like, I've changed my thinking. Yeah. I have been called um a cheater i've worn the red letter i've done mm-hmm. all that the vel- what do they call it but also maybe she was like shit she's in a trauma facility yeah if something and if i something, look like if a something bully. happens to her yeah yeah how are we all going to live with ourselves because yeah. we are you know perpetuating and i this. think lvp may have taken her to the side and said you know what yeah. i trust you Lala, you're better than this. Because Lala and LVP really did go at each other at that reunion. Mm -hmm. And Lala was the one that was most most aggressive towards Raquel. And she was calling Sandoval dangerous, which LVP had a problem with. And I wonder if LVP didn't take her on one side and said, can we look at this? Come on. And, and, And LVP tends to sort of reflect what I think and, and, yeah. and, and my sort of lived sort of experience over yeah. these matters where it's like, I also can think we just the optics kind of calm down a little bit here exactly people? I also think the optics that if you look online after the initial fallout and particularly after the reunion when she got her like she got it served to her there were a bunch of people out there going Jesus Christ she made a mistake like yeah. she's lost her job she's lost yeah. her endorsements she's hated everywhere she goes yeah like Jesus Christ, let it go. They've all done terrible things to each other. Jesus, you know, and Lala's kind of going, I'll, I'll get that side of the audience yeah. on my side. Maybe yeah, I'm no, being th- too cynical think... towards Lala, but I think Lala's no, I think quite you're calculated. Right. I think she's always thinking about five steps ahead. I think it's worth, you, no, you're right. It's worth it's worth having that and not being completely sucked in by Lala because I think, you know, history tells us that she's she can be manipulative. But yeah. I also wonder about and what the other Tom, Tom Schwartz, was saying and it, we about the exalted sort of status of the woman scorned mm-hmm. with Ariana, um, that if they're not careful, that will be overplayed mm-hmm. and that Ariana will... St- in some ways start to look like too much of a sympathetic figure. Yeah. I think they're going to challenge that because we saw Lala saying, you know, I've never seen someone who gets cheated on and becomes God. And yeah. so I think they're going to challenge that as much yeah. as they can. But yeah. I'm annoyed that Schwartz is going to, you know, Schwartz is clearly trying to sort of distance himself from Sandoval a little bit. And it's like, mate, you're, you're in it with him. Like either yeah. be, be there for your friend or don't. Oh, but... God, his ass is always sore from sitting on the fence, though, isn't yeah. it, that boy? He's so he's so wet. He's so <laughs> wet. I can totally see. Get like, an opinion. <laughs> Katie's face when she goes in to collect the dogs Yeah, is how I feel about him. It's just like, oh, shut up. Nobody just, cares. Nobody cares. Like, you're no longer relevant. Stop trying yeah. to be relevant. And I think Lala reaching out to uh, Rachel is probably an attempt to villainize Sandoval further. 
she's yeah. like Ra- Rachel was under Sandoval's control and you know mm. it was almost coercive abusive sort of stuff and she's mm-hmm. just another victim and all of this sort of thing so I, Lala hates Sandoval and that's coming out yeah I think she's so. not gonna be able to keep that yeah to and I thought it was weird how well Ariana took it to be honest I thought Ariana was gonna kick off yeah I thought like she took it far more uh reasonably than Lala took it when Schwartz was hanging out with Randall didn't she and I think the best face of any any frame of any of the episodes of any of the (laughs) this week was Katie's face it was good wasn't it I noticed that (laughs) can we clip that up we'll clip that yeah when she just starts eating it's like the best popcorn face I've seen yeah yeah yeah. it's brilliant absolutely superb I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a good season because I think there's there's been so much attention on it and Ariana's life has changed so dramatically. Yeah. And they are all going to be a little bit jealous of it. I think even even Katie's going to be like, can we just shut up and open the sandwich shop? Lala's going to be like, I got cheated on and none of this happened to me. Where's my Broadway role? You know? Yeah. So I think it's going to be an interesting season. And then Schwartz making out with Sheena. Great. Great. I'm up for that. Yeah. Let's see Sheena take a little bit of that. I'm looking um, forward to it. I'm like, I enjoy Vanderpump. I always have enjoyed Vanderpump. Like, I am not a newcomer to it. This is like, yeah. like we're both seasoned Vanderpump watchers. Yeah, it, I, it's one of my favourites. So it'll franchise. be interesting yeah. for both of us um, to discuss it and see how it plays out. Yeah. Um, let's enjoy the Vanderpump ride. And we better ha- we better stop. We better shut up. We better shut up again. <laughs> I'm so sorry, listeners. We've done it again. We've gone on with ourselves. But that's okay. I mean, we had a lot to discuss. We had a lot to discuss. Uh, as always, we are loving you being part of the Real Housewives Guilty Secret Fan Club. Yes, do join us on the, all the socials at RH Guilty Secrets. And if you want to leave us a little review... And hit subscribe and like and everything else on the podcast channels. We love that too. We love reading your reviews. Um, It's so helpful to us if you subscribe. We are here every single week with our roundups. We never leave. (laughs) And next week, we're going to be here visually as well. Visually from Dubai. We're going to bring you our faces. Yes. Yeah. We're so going to see how that if, goes. If I haven't been arrested in Dubai for talking about my sweaty coochie on stage. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm just kidding. Mine is dry as bone. <laughs> <laughs> I can get you some cream for that. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for joining us, guys. And we will see you next week. See you next week. This podcast was brought to you by Nina Gilligan and Naomi Cooper, edited and produced by Frog and Bucket, with the music Spoilt Brat by Ruth.